Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for coming by. So excited. Here for another another episode of the Undo Radio Podcast. And I have a super special guest here. Yes, and my name is Boomy Fag Benro. You don't know me yet, but you're gonna know me really soon. And I'm excited, you know, to be here with Undo Radio and Canal Street Market. Um and listening party and it's going to be super awesome we're going to be talking about design so it's going to be really exciting Claire tell thank me thank you more. yes well Claire Fountain here if you did not know I've been hosting a few of the undo radio podcasts which is so exciting since I'm here in New York City and I'm pretty much an unconventional voice in the wellness space so that's what I do but I'm so excited to be able to talk to you today about design well-being authenticity life. all the things yeah, yeah life we were having a great conversation yeah, we before were, we got we on the were air being really well i was like wow this is gonna be an easy conversation it's be great i'm it's so great. so envious you lived in in the uk for I how long it. was it four years four years in the uk loved it it's a dream i still some days i pretend like i'm living by the canal because i lived right by the canal yeah, I know it's tough now. I'm in a concrete jungle sandwiched between two buildings. And yeah, so it's a li- life is a little different. Life Not in New York. Sunshine. Life in New York. And the, yeah. tra- the train, the um, the tube system the tube, is a little different. Yes. It is actually, you know what? I found myself getting lost a lot here. And I lived in New York prior to living in London. I lived in New York for almost eight, nine years. And I came back and I'm just like, I'm so confused. I got to get a get up, get out, move around. I'm like, golly, I thought New York was a grid, but not with the system. It's yeah, no, so it's, not, it's not that easy. And there's yeah. so many different variations of the trains to yes. get you where you want to go. And because the MTA is the MTA, they don't, they're not always yeah, running. You, just, yeah. it's a, you might get a train, you might not. It says five minutes, but it could be 10 minutes and it could say, well, not stopping at this stop. Totally different. It's wild. And I still, I call them like the red line, the green line, which is, I think, a very like UK thing to do. Yeah, because that's how yeah. it works. We go, oh, the black line. We don't say the northern line. We say, like, oh, are you going to take the black yeah. line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? Mm-hmm. I get you. I get you. I see your love for the UK. Yeah. Okay. So since you've been back, you got back in what, January of yes. this year? Yes, of this year. Ooh, that's just a, a couple months there. I know. Whoa. What have you noticed have been like the biggest differences in your experiences so far? Um, since I've been back, the, what I have noticed, and we actually mentioned this about mm-hmm. community, uh, the community is so different for me. And I guess my my head was just spinning, trying to just catch up with old friends and old relationships and seeing time had gone past a lot quicker you come back to a familiar place but it's completely different and my community in london i was just is different and we talked about how you just build with people in england so differently than you build with people in new york yeah it's like the priority is different yeah and the intentionality behind like community or friendships etc it's just different it's like we were talking we were talking about it earlier but like there's a value on like your personal life yeah and maybe quality of life quality even of with life. how you work you know how yes. you work how you play they how you build literally friendships. value you in that sense where they say well if you have a work or a vacation or a wedding or a baby or you're sick it's not like oh you're like it's not a big deal they're like okay cool i remember one day i literally woke up and i was like I feel like absolute trash 
And usually if I was in New York, you got that hustle mentality, like you better get to New York or somebody to take your position. Yeah. And in London, it's like, no, I'm going to call in sick. Yeah. And Americans, say, we don't know what a holiday is. No. What is a holiday? Everybody has so That's many so holidays. True. Honestly, I have we been don't looking have those. at like different jobs and stuff. And honestly, they give you 25 days in London. Here, you get like, 10 days, two weeks in some companies. That. And I think you have to work. I mean, I'm not a nine to fiver, so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. forgive me guys. So that means every day is off, but actually no day is off because, you know, I don't That's get paid time off. I don't get benefits. I don't get all yeah. the stability. We should talk about that as well. Yes. As two women in their thirties, you know, like being needing able to. Needing healthcare and needing stability. It's extremely important in it being offered to you. I feel like everything that's going on in, in America, especially is just attacking the stability of, you know, are you single? Single women. Am I? Th- well, I'm ish. You know what? I've been in a relationship that it. made me feel single, so that's like even more problematic. That's, huh? Yeah, that's a that's uh, a whole other uh, story. But I'm single in the sense of like I'm independent and yeah. I've always been independent, which becomes almost a difficulty mm. when you want to partner up because it's yeah. like I, I I can trust myself, so I do things myself, yeah. and it's hard for me to like relinquish control and be able to go, I oh know. yeah, no, like we'll share this. I'm yeah. like, bitch, we're not gonna share this because <laughs> I can't trust you to actually do it, exactly. and that's terrible oh because. Gosh, I, I should that. be able to, but that's like a personal thing that I'm like yeah. having to work on. But yeah, totally independent, which yeah. is also why I think it's even more scary to make certain decisions. Like we were talking about why exactly. I didn't move abroad. And a big part of it was like, I know how to hustle here. I know how to save money. I know how to do the yeah. things, right? We're familiar with yeah. this, how to move here. And, yeah. the, and the idea of going to a completely new place and not just new, like within the States, but like but new, new abroad, new. Yeah. yeah. And like not having that sort of security and stability, mm-hmm. like at that point in my life, what was it three years ago when I really mm-hmm. was considering moving seriously I was like I can't give that up like I'm not 21 anymore yeah. I can't just run around yes, and you know true. you know eat like I don't know chips for dinner like I just I can't live like that anymore it's really true because you get to a certain age and you're saying to yourself okay what is it that I really want out of this life exactly you have to decide yeah. the kind of life you would want to live and exactly I mean we hate to say it but like every day is a day passing right so like yeah. the closer you get to like 35 40 45 you don't want to wake up one day and be like you know what I lived an incredible this and that, but I didn't do the things that can help me now. Exactly. You know? And it's really and planning true. isn't sexy. And yeah, it's not, but I've learned to make it sexier by, wonderful. by like really trying to identify what it is that I really want out of my life and, and all sector sectors. I'm like on this whole new trip of body, mind and soul. So I'm getting my body right. I'm getting my mind right. Yes. I'm getting my soul yes. right. And I got to do yes. it. And that's that 2019 vibe that I'm trying to ride and you say, need to keep that energy. No, that energy it's, it's seriously hard, though, though keep but, that like holistic yeah. energy so it's how would important. you define or like the biggest things for you at this like in the, like the kind of life that you want that you're building the kind of life i'm building is one we'll start with like wholeness and body mm. for me uh as you get older your body starts to get tight and it just starts you really start feeling age it's crazy because when i was 30 i was like oh cool cool now that i've gotten to later into the first year of 30 and now i'm 31 i'm like i feel it on my it body is a difference, isn't it and so i actually was like big difference. yoga i was like i started doing yoga essential i found it so essential taking vitamins going organic with the healing process and really trying to tell my body hey you got to fight for yourself because all these antibiotics and all these different things they can end up being harmful not saying it's not you i won't take them but i myself i'm like 
I need my body to be at 110 mm -hmm. so that when I do feel less than that, I'm going to like 85 instead yeah. of feeling like I'm fully depleted. Yeah. You don't want to start at like a 60 and then end up at a 15. How can you really function that way? No, it's so true. And so for me this year, I'm like actively saying I'm going to do yoga every morning. It's hard. Don't always do it. So, but I'm trying. Oh, I'm I was trying. talking about that yesterday. Yeah. This is like, welcome to 33, right? Yeah. I now work with like a physical therapist who's more of like a body work specialist. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So super knowledgeable, but has like a really holistic kind of nuanced approach to the work she does because one of my like hip bones is like tilting away. That's causing like an ache I'd never had before. Oh my gosh. But like I'm Do doing the same thing. We might, we can talk about it. Yes. Yeah. But like, so she gives me this homework to do. And yesterday I was like, you know, doing my homework in the mornings, which mm. is like these exercises that are not, they're not exciting. They're not, you don't build a sweat. You like have to hold them for like three to five minutes and breathe into the tension. Exactly. And I was thinking like, man, this is why stuff doesn't work because people don't keep up with it. Mm -hmm. And like, there's like the doldrums of the things that we know are good for us that mm -hmm. we just have to do. And like, it's like having that sort of discipline. Yes. That's not always the fun, the most fun thing to yeah. do, but it's like the discipline is what's going to help us feel better. Like that's what I try to keep like front of mind. Like, yeah. how do I want to feel? when I wake up tomorrow right. in a month, in four years, it's in so eight true. years, you know, like I don't want to have these pains turn into something bigger that we can't fix can't, and we can't exactly, work with. Exactly. And I think you said it right. It's like consistency is so key because at the end, the benefit is so much greater. Like, honestly, that's really what I'm, I'm like starting to take multivitamins. Yeah. It's like mortgaging mortgage. Is that the right turn to mortgage something? Yeah. Mm -hmm. To mortgage your future. Yeah, like, you know, exactly. And so, for me, that is number one, that 100% body so that by the end of the year, I'm feeling good, I'm looking good, and whether it takes me all of this year and next year, uh, my goal is to get 100% body fully healed and not even try to be thinking about, okay, now I got to go to the doctors, get these steroids, get these injections and all these things because I'm like, no, I'm going to actively take care of my body yeah. and at the same time actively take care of my mind because, you know, right now we're in a huge mental health crises absolutely big crises and this is across the board in within our daily lives within our industry you know within our personal lives it's crazy mental health is really 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 important and feeding your soul with positive energy that is something I'm actively trying to yeah. do as well. Um, and that's just through reading and connecting with individuals and, you know, participating, you know, um, in different community groups and religious groups and just talking to positive people mm -hmm. and trying to do my way. I don't know if you've seen that Instagram video with that guy that bumps away yes, all bad things. Yes, I yes. love him. Yeah. But do you know yeah. what? I think that that's like a radical thing to do mm -hmm. because we live in a society, like just look at social media and the way news is populated and so much, there's so much propaganda and so much levels yeah. but like we live in a space where they want us to be numb they don't want us to listen to our own intuition they don't want us to listen to our own bodies they basically want you to be tuned out instead of yeah. being tuned in and I think mm -hmm. to consciously say I'm going to listen to my body I'm going to put the things in it that it needs I'm going to be around the people that it needs or I so need good. like it's like a radical decision because it's not what you know the the big royal they yeah. like they don't want yeah, us yeah, to yeah. do but it's true because if if we just keep falling into the system like all these systems that are not good for us mm -hmm. that just keep people like 
like sick and sad and hurting and not in the places yeah. they need to be. Like we have to consciously, it's like almost like we were talking about with relationships, you know, here versus the UK, but like the intentionality and the effort that it really takes yeah. to like take care of yourself in a way that's saying I can show up and be the best version of me and, and like live the life that I want to live. Yeah. I caught myself actually about mm -hmm. a month ago, really on my phone. And I had never been a, a social media person. Like I get on there, I do funny videos from time to time, but I caught myself being like, Oh, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And being like, yo, isn't that wild? Like when you, so when you catch yourself, when you're like, Oh, I should sign out of the app. And like you unconsciously reopen the app. Yes. Like oh I do that. Gosh. And I'm like, Oh my God, I need to put, I have a lock on here at midnight. It all shuts. Like it yeah. locks. Of course I put like, remind me in 15 minutes, <laughs> you know, like, Oh, forget lock for today. But I should really lock like Instagram even earlier yeah. and just be like, do not go on it. Like anything mm. there. Cause I'm always, cause it's part of my business. I'm always like, Oh my God, I have to put a fire out. Yeah. What if there's some craziness yeah. that has popped off that yeah. I cannot control yeah, right exactly. now? Cause like once you have a business on the internet, like you have to police it pretty yeah, constantly. It's true. Yeah. It's so it causes me, causes me anxiety. So I need to put a little lock on there, but you're right. When you get all caught up in that, that's not a mentality to be in, especially when you're having so many other changes and so many mm -hmm. things going on. It's so true. And I mean, just like you talk about social media, I think especially and we even kind of briefly spoke about this the importance of kind of this social media aspect of your life and being you know international and having everyone be able to have access to you i'm realizing you have to set boundaries Absolutely. when creating that space because the thing is we can't we live in the social media age you know yeah. we can't say social media is not important or it's not relevant or you don't need a social account no you actually have to have one yeah. whether it's you have one or you have all it's really important as a business owner as a designer i know for me as a designer being on social media twitter and instagram is really important because this is now how people this is your portfolio in some kind of way oh yeah people reach out to you and say oh i love the work that you're doing i would love to collaborate i would love to partner with you and so i'm finding like okay it's important and building your brand is important very hard but also detaching yourself being like this is a tool i think social media is super powerful like to be able to connect to my friends overseas to be to connect to brands, industries in all different places and to be able to see everything going on, right. like wildly inspiring. You know, there's incredible, creative, artistic, smart, you know, people that are moving culture forward that are yeah. doing these incredible things. And so I think social media has like this really dope place, but then you add in like how humans manage it <laughs> and it can get really nasty. Like we almost Very. can't turn off like, you know, the parts that make us human, like jealousy, envy, um, you know, our inner dialogue, our negative self-talk, our positive. So self talk true. like we can't turn that off to take you know all the great things from yeah, social media it's really true i mean i was talking to a friend about this the other day because she is very much on social media and it's a very heavily a part of her business but she's like i just don't want people to have so much access to me and it's starting and we and then another friend of i was talking about her and her relationship it has become so integrated within our lives that when we begin to separate it we have this kind of I don't know, is it Stockholm syndrome or some type of separation issues? And we're trying to be like, oh no, I, I want to use social media for business, but then I just want to check what everyone else is doing online. And then yeah. can I, oh, what's so-and-so doing? Oh, I really like that outfit. I'm going to save that to this board that I've made on social media and da 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 And it becomes, you just, now when you want to just like, 
tune out is the only thing that's scrolling now scrolling Mm -hmm. through your mind and I for one I'm like I want to be able to identify with everything that I am and then say okay would I choose to put on social media I'm choose to put on social media and that's still very much fully me there's not a huge difference but looking for a place to take your friends that's fun hip and full of food (laughs) stop on by canal street market we're on canal street are you a business looking for creative services well don't fret we ascend is in place to make sure you get the job done hit us up at we ascend nyc or we ascend.nyc the exact same way and I, I find something really kind of erotic and like you have to keep something sacred mm, like I think exactly. there's something very cool about like the mystery and like I love the parts of my life that are not on the internet and that yeah. I consciously don't put on there like I don't put a lot of people think my personal life is on the internet and like it's not guys it's really not like this is not what I do on my private not, time nope not at all like I've been all over the world and didn't post any of it so it's quite possible you know and it's also it doesn't even have to do with like who you're aligned with you know like having yeah. celebrity clients or this or that like you can also stay off the internet like there is a way to navigate all of this so don't think i mean unless you're like on the justin bieber level and like he can't go anywhere but even if you wanted to but even if you wanted to there's moments where you can still have things that are yours and yours alone and i i just you know what was it i was talking about at one point about like i i hope there's a day where like i'm admired for the things i don't post yes versus just being celebrated for like the stuff you do post Mm. because people just it's like a a validation machine to some extent i do think yes all the stuff you post can serve the work like serve the work like does this serve building my um, image, my online portfolio? Does this serve, I don't know, whatever my altruistic goals are in whatever spaces that happens to be in. But like, does the rest of it serve the work? And if it yeah. doesn't, then you can just kind of be like, okay, I'm, I'm good on that. I like that. Does it serve the work? I think yeah. that's super... Or does it serve ego? Does it serve yes. fame? Like does that. it serve like a faltering self-esteem that needs a little help? Mm. Because that's a lot of... Because it's not always what people post. It's why they post it. Yes. And if you can look through Motive. that... Yes. If you can look through that, you will really probably better understand the people you follow instead of just what they title themselves as, you know? Exactly. I mean, but speaking of work, before you like get Get, completely down this whole like human psyche, how we communicate. I love that. Why humans are humans. Me too. It's like, I'm obsessed with psychology. Fascinating, aren't we? I want to merge the two between architecture and psychology. I think it's extremely necessary. But anyways, it is so true. I actually have, I used to be really interested. I was in the food writing world for a long time and I was super interested in like food anthropology and food like sociology about like the way food represents identity and all these other deeper concepts. But there was so much that was kind of the parallel between identity, design, architecture, and food. Yeah. And I got some really cool books I'll give you. Yeah, This is really cool lady overseas who did like a lot of food-based but conceptual kind of pieces and experiences. I can't remember. It's, but I'll I'll give you the book. It's very cool. I really definitely want to know. Yeah, about like using it as, like the food was part of the design aspect, Mm -hmm. but it was also like an experience for the people who came to eat the food. Super interesting stuff. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. It's really interesting. We're in the design space and architecture. Yes, I am. Tell me about this. So, um, the cool thing, and I love, for me, I just spoke about psychology and we talk about this, just this whole idea of design, architecture, film, photography, food, um, and this kind of, we said, I said an interdisciplinary world that we really live in and I I just recently um, moved back and 
I worked while I was in London for an interdisciplinary firm. Mm. So we did a little bit of everything that you can think of. And so when it came down to it, I was like, I like this type of work because you get to put your hand in at where you're best. So obviously from the design aspect, architecture and design, that was my thing and prototyping. So I was on the prototyping team when I first came on and then people were really good with production and people were really good with graphics and visualizations and computational design. So it was like all of this all these like, heavy hitters like all my people where I'm like I want people who get this idea yes. and can execute this because like no, I have true. ideas and I cannot always execute and I'm not always that great at communicating exactly what I want to, to people to execute it yeah oh man like graphic design yes. I, I have like a, a a whole little pool of graphic designers because different one different ones speak different languages mm, in the yes. sense of what energy am I going for what message is this going to convey mm. you know representation design language it's it's something design language when you said that is something for me that I have been thinking of theorizing theorizing and thinking all these different ideas like what does it mean to speak in design language how do we represent different types of designs and how do we like speak to graphic designers and UX designers and people who are like biomedical engineers who are also types of designers and Mm -hmm. architects and computational designers and so and I think by the nature of being like a person because we all have our own personhood Mm. right we all have like a a common theme that runs through us of the type of person we are what we like what we enjoy and I think that thread is what ends up connecting all these different disciplines even if the outside world can't see it it's it's can we see it and does it make sense for us you know and I think the pivot because when that's kind of the whole thing is we're moving from one industry to another it's like a pivot I think it's as personal as it is professional Mm -hmm. because it's like you have to do a lot of like soul searching like who am I what do I like what kind of life do I want? Yeah. I mean, we talked about this earlier. Yeah. Like, how am I going to design the world and design the spaces I want for me? Yeah. And then once you know who you are, every everything makes sense. Yeah. No matter where you go, you go left, exactly. you go right, you go upside down. It's going to make sense for you exactly. because you know you. And if you know you, you can do these things. That's how I totally feel like that. I feel like even my own journey, I had to do a lot of pivoting, but saw the essential of doing certain things because I knew what's my end goal to be a designer, to be an architect. What's my end goal? That's my end goal. It is. Stay with it. It totally is. You know what? I think we have some quick fire, but we also have wonderful things to say. I mean, I would love to talk about consistency all day because I don't think people do it. However, speaking of consistency, how do you say what you mean and you mean what you say? Um, How do I do it? How does that manifest for you? I, that's usually what I just, oh God, I use this. I say this all the time. And it's usually in the context of relationships when I'm like, I I, I say what I mean and I mean what I say. I need you to do the same thing. That's it. I that's need you it. to say what you mean and mean what you say. It's like one of those where like, they're like, oh man, you're shrinking me. You're just throwing therapy terms at me. You're like, don't do this. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying something and I'm meaning yeah. it. I need you exactly. to follow suit. I'm careful with my words, you know? So yes. like if I say it I mean it like I'm not out here just trying to like I don't know comp like blow, blow smoke, smoke up people yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for me I think when it comes in terms of relationships even my life I have stopped blowing smoke up people's asses <laughs> because I I found myself doing that just because I wanted to appease other people mm. and that was what I had to get out of my head I was like sorry you can't make everyone happy and it doesn't really matter doesn't really matter 
Yeah. No, that's a huge thing. I think even if we go back to that moment about influences, I think like you have to just be really comfortable with people not liking you. Yeah. Honestly, get real comfortable with you won't, you won't please a hundred percent all the time. It's really true. And the thing is, if you are trying to people, please, you will never say what you mean and mean what you say. It's true. You won't, you won't be authentic. It just not, that's not, it does not work like that. So one thing I actively do is if I say something, I write it down like physically because I'm a tactile learner and that's how I Yo, engage. I'm so glad you brought up the term tactile because yeah. this is what I've been thinking about like in the back of my head the whole time we've been talking about technology and connecting and like how everything, we can live in a room and like we don't need anything, but like I miss tactile things. Yes. But okay, so you write it down, I'm which huge. is a powerful step. Yes, yeah, I write it down and then I go, okay, I said that I'm going to meet this person for a coffee at this time if i can't actively do it be sure to inform them 24 hours before yeah and just be like that i'm like it's i'm not perfect but i'm trying or if i say i'm going to send out four or five emails to these people because i want to get them in touch with them about this i go okay i'm gonna and i write them their names down i write the email down and for me if i don't write it down because sometimes if i'm on the computer or using my notes it it's not real for me yeah, until no, I, have I have write it. Yeah. I have, until I write it down. Once I write it down, I go that it stays in my mind. So then I go and I go back and I cross it off. So I know that seems tedious, but a lot of times for me, for me to say what I mean and mean what I say, I need to write things down because I, it I like keeps to, you accountable. It keeps me way. accountable. Yeah. And that's what I'm really, and so really trying to really, really do. And yeah, that's what, yeah. I do. Isn't that like a nice feeling though? At one point I think I did something and someone was like, Oh man, I guess you did it. And I'm like, like I'm a woman of my word. Mm. And like, just to have that, it's like, wow, like that's to be that kind of, to be Person. that kind of like woman in the world right now feels really good. It feels to be able so to like good. stand behind the things I say or the yeah. things I do. And be like, How do I you do that? It. I said, I do it. So I'll do it. How do you do it? What do you like, mean? Say what you mean, mean what you say. I'm really like introspective to some extent mm-hmm. and I'm, I, I'm really, I reflect a lot and I do a lot of meditation and a lot of mindfulness yeah. and I really like try to think like really mm. try to think out and feel out like not just in your head because what is that saying when you're in your head you're dead yeah <laughs> but it's so true That's isolation clever, right? yeah true but when we're all up here like when we're all up here we can't actually see how yeah. it's making us feel and our mm. heart really can it's so cheesy but like our heart really does help like we have to know how something makes us feel emotions, not just how yeah. we think about it because yeah. our thoughts will lead us into all sorts of fear it's and true. perception and all the it's things true. that we want to do I don't want to be that way I do want to be this way like it can it can mess us up it can help us but it can also mm. mess us up so I really just kind of try to go in and I think like what intuitively, cause man, listening to intuition, that has been One something I've been really ten. trying to like hone through meditation or through like, even as simple as like, what do I really want to eat today? Yeah. You know? And like when your body will tell you and it's crazy cause it'll want weird shit sometimes, I know. but it will tell you, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And it will tell you, I want to move. I want to rest. I want to do this. I don't want to do that. So if like we can really, cause I also can intellectualize, which is the same idea of like yeah. getting into your head and like making everything yeah. so perspective uh, and cool wordy and, and, and like and oh, I was man, like wow this is cold. super cool yeah this is called that concept and it's yeah. like but how did I actually feel about it how did it make me feel mm. so I've really been challenging myself to go back into my feelings which go back into my feelings but it's true though but that's like where authenticity lives to some yeah. extent that's where intuition lives is like your really feelings true. like how do yeah. I feel yeah 
So when I think like, do what, like, how do I say what I mean and mean what I say? It's like, so I think about it. I try to make it really conscious. And that way I know I can stand behind it. Making it you know? Yeah, yeah, that's really good. You know? Just being yeah. able to like make it a conscious thing where I'm like, you know what? I, I said these things, but I really, I mean them mm-hmm. and I feel them. Mm-hmm. And they felt good. Or yeah. they felt like a, a, like a true extension of me. Yeah. Like that's, that's, I think how I get through it. That yeah. sounds like it takes me nine days to make a decision. It doesn't. It's a quicker process, guys. I promise. No, no. It's really good. I, I love that. 27 days later. What did I think for Swantra? Oh, like three eternities later. later. Oh my gosh. I love that show. I actually recently started watching Rugrats now that it's on Hulu. And I'm like, really? Yeah. It's like, wow. Why did I watch this show? Like, how, there was no dialogue half the time. It was just watching these characters move across the Tommy screen. Tommy Pickles. Yeah. What a name. With his I little know. friend Chucky. Chucky. Angelica. Oh, man. She's mean. She's crazy. She's so She's mean. worse than Helga, I feel. Wasn't that from Hey Arnold? Yes. There were a lot of parallels between those two characters. A I feel like lot. those, what is it, Nickelodeon who did that? I yeah, think they were just recycling characters. Nick, yeah, just making just them recycling better. recycling characters. Just better putting illustrations. them in new shows. Yeah. Like, we're going to change her shorts. Here. Make her hair a little bit crazier. Mm-hmm. Blue uh, bow <laughs> instead of a pink bow. Exactly. Da-da, new character. Cool. Yeah. yeah no, I, I think it. that that's how, that's how you stay like conscious about the whole thing. So moving into another question, um, how do you, I mean, cause you know what I was talking about? Like that's where identity live and that's where authenticity lives. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you find identity or how do you develop like an identity in the design space, which I know can mm-hmm. be, I mean, you mentioned that people don't want to come into it cause it's super saturated. Mm-hmm. So how do you really define you in that space? Um, I think if I ter- talk in terms of me and then in the industry, uh, personally, what I've been really trying to do is one, get out of my head. Yeah, and the big one. Yeah, because you can really get in your head, and also being critical of my own work, and really trying to put things out there that I am comfortable with, and that I'm not uncomfortable with, and then being critical of it, but also getting good feedback. It's really hard because I think I've spent the last. 10 years figuring out what what my identity looks like in the mm. field of design because you go to school for five years in architecture mm-hmm. right first five years you're told what to do you create that and you find a little bit of yourself you know but you're still a student of the discipline you know then you go into the professional side now you're in the profession and then for the first couple of years you are someone's bitch literally yeah you're just doing what it's they've asked into you grinding and then it's then there's that line between am I going to start my own practice? Am I going to leave the field of architecture and do this or mm-hmm. be an artist or be a designer? What am I going to do? And I think you at that point is when you hit that 10 years mark. Because I it was actually when I was looking over these questions and I was like, hmm, I've actually in 2018, I hit my 10 year mark and I actually know exactly what it is that I want to do in design. Oh, but it took great. me 10 years. Yeah. Uh, and but you know what? I think of like Zaha D or Fosters Mm -hmm. or Corbusier or any of these like legends that we all know I think it did take them a lot of time and a lot of experiencing Mm -hmm. I've been I've tried a lot of things and failed at a lot of things but then that gave me the kind of what do you call smorgasbord yeah it's like almost like collecting answers in a way yeah like you did this thing and like okay 
did it work? Did it not work? But yeah. I collected an answer. Exactly. <laughs> I collected an answer about me. <laughs> exactly. And Rem Coolhouse went on this um, grand tour and I thought it was really interesting. He just kind of went to different cities and experienced different architectural um, monuments and just like amazing different designs and all this stuff. And at the end of it, he was just like, kind of came up with his own identity and I think you go on this journey you're not really sure where you're going to end up but you end you always end up somewhere but it comes back down to experience and for me creating my own identity came from me saying yes Mm -hmm. to a lot of things and then slowly getting confident enough to saying nah that's that's not okay that's not i'm not with that i don't want to work for you or i don't want to do this type of design and be like no i i'm really liking that and spending a lot of my own time doing research and entering into competitions and stuff like that on a practical level of things that i'm like hmm, i really want to do this i really like this type of design but it's okay i think i think a lot of people are like oh when i get into the industry i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i'm like it's okay to take 10 years yeah personally and i think to even let it be fluid yeah you know what maybe in another 10 years is a completely different you and that's okay too i think it's perfect i mean i went to wanting to fully be like this really traditional architect and yeah i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna be a you know practice owner and i still want to own my own practice but i want to own an interdisciplinary practice which is not the same thing and i want to have psychologists and scientists because i'm all about We'll do it. I'm launching like a wellness collective and it's going to be like an interdisciplinary space. And I, cause I love that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I want everybody to be up in here. Like, and let's talk because design is a full on dialogue. And without dialogue, we cannot create good spaces. We cannot create healthy spaces. We cannot create spaces that shift and move with time that Mm -hmm. innovate itself, you know? And I don't think you can do that if we're not having conversations. And, but I didn't get to that understanding until I really started like, yes, yes, yes. And now no. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And now no, no, no. I'm going to do more research. I like that. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to actually, I'm going to, I'm going to leave. I moved to Nigeria for a year and worked in an architecture firm in Lagos and I loved it. And that's when I really was like, I love this. I love this type of architecture and I love working with these kind of people. And you know, it's where I grew up, like not grew up, but that's where I'm from. And I uh, was born there. And so moving to England, that was like, I'm going to move to England. I don't want to be in America anymore. I'm leaving. I'm leaving, you know, and then I moved from Oklahoma to New York and it's just all of these things. I was like, I'm actively going to experience this whole idea of design so that I can really find myself in it all. Uh, That's, that's, I mean, I've said this before, but it's like a powerful story because like, I just hear that like, there wasn't like, maybe there was fear, but it wasn't fear that was paralyzing. Mm. Cause I think a lot of times when people are like, wow, like her story is so cool. How is she able to do these things? And I'm like, I don't even know. I'm like, she just decided she could. Yeah. She didn't know she couldn't do that. You know, yeah, I think like, you said it. Yeah. Like it's the same thing. It's like to just not be scared of those, of those situations. Yeah. And then maybe you try to, maybe it like completely fails, but it's like collecting again, collecting exactly. those answers and letting it be like the evolution of you. Yeah. Cause I like mean, now you have an evolution. Evolution of you. I love that. It's like, so true. Like listening to your stories, like an evolution of like, okay, I was in design. I was in architecture, but like this has truly become an evolution and it's evolving into like even more stuff. Like yeah. you're moving into the radio space yeah. now, right? Yeah, exactly. And the hosting space. And I love it. And I'm like, because you know, know design is about talking to one another i think Mm -hmm. it's important and i really learned that when i was in in london actually a lot of this 
whole idea of real conversations because English people are passive aggressive, but if they don't want to talk to you, they ain't talking to you. They love a real conversation though. That's they why English do. humor, it takes 15 minutes to tell a joke. Yes. And I love it. Oh my God. I watch it's all long. These, oh, I watch all these. I mean, but I grew up with it because my mother would have us watch these yeah. like British TV shows and like we thought that the comedy was hilarious. Yes. And Funny. now I get where I'm like, no one laughs at some of my jokes because like the punchline long takes a long time. You're, like, you're a horrible storyteller. Like, nah, if I was somewhere else, they would yes. be eating this up. Yes. I was like, I should just have a spot on Little Britain. That should yes. just be, I should have a You need to watch The Afterlife. It is yeah. really oh, morbid. I was, a, I was a phone shop fan. <laughs> I thought phone shop was hilarious, but yeah. now I got to watch the afterlife. Yeah. It's it's I'll morbid. It's morbid. It's morbid. But I love Ricky Gervais, and the I think dark humor is good though. Yeah, he's it's so funny. I really I'm like after ah, life. We're making a note. Yeah, after it's on life Netflix. Show. Thank God. I've been I trying to stream Channel Four, and like they're just not having it. No, it's hard. What you is can't... that show? Gogglebox. Oh, that... Gogglebox. The that hilarious. No, no, what the people watching TV. We'll wrap it up. (laughs) Yeah, we're We're going to do some quick. We can talk all day, or we'll go to a number two, go to a round two. But um, no, I'm going to do some just quick fire Um, coffee or tea? Coffee. Really? I'm still a huge tea person. The UK didn't convert you. No, they did. But I still (laughs) love coffee. Okay, coffee or tea. Morning or night? Ooh, I'm a morning person now. Really? Yeah. It's powerful. Yeah, I love the mornings. I'm more effective during the day than I am at night. At night, I just want to sleep. Okay. What's a song that describes your current mood? Currently? Hmm. I love... Oh, is it John Mayer? No, no, no. What have I been listening to? Golly, I don't... I love Ariana Grande. I don't know, actually. I'm trying to think of a song. Let me even music. Music is actually hard because it's, it's so like there's hard. so many. I always just think about what have I been listening to lately and what gives me like a oh, good energy. I got it. I've been listening to Diggy. I love. I love him for some reason. <laughs> he literally. I watch Grownish and I just really love Aww, Diggy. I love Grownish. Yeah, I love that show. I love. I cannot it. believe Luca plays himself. I know. <laughs> I love it though. I'm a. I used he to have Luke so on my phone. I'm that like, kid. Like you're so young. Yo, it's so funny. He did some. He does some work with my friends in Paris, and because I guess he's from New York, my friends in Paris. Anytime he's in something, they send me pictures and like, yo, come get your son. Yo, come get your yeah. son. Because I'm him up. He's I'm, wild. I'm literally old enough to be his mom. Yes. And so they're like, come get your son. And I'm like, come get your son. <laughs> you're like, like, you know him better than I do. It's crazy. I'm like, come oh, get your golly. son. His why, why your son on TV? I'm like, I don't. Man, you're oh. like, please don't do this. Don't call him my son. That's not my child. That's not my child. He's not well behaved, but he's still. I love his energy. I love no, it. I think. It, I, yeah, and I think he does speak to uh, the generation. That, yeah, that is his age. One hundred percent. One hundred. That's the energy they have. Yeah, that is totally the energy Wild. they have. Wild, but also like. <sighs> Like, uh, like woke with a lowercase w, you know, yes, like, like, like they that. know about, like they Hope know about like more things than like maybe I did at their age or especially our parents did at their age. They don't know, but our parents but don't they know don't, anything compared to yeah, them. But they don't know everything. Like yeah. they're still kids and they're still growing and they're I'm still like, developing and they're yeah. still finding themselves. Like, please still be a kid. It's okay. Like, lowercase. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little teeny weeny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called grown-ish. That's true. Yeah, you know I, what? They, they, they maybe smart. they're smarter than we are. What's his name? Keisha. I forget. I forgot the creator of the show's name. I, I thought it was good. I like and I like it. it that it was a play on, like from Blackish because yeah. that was also really good. Blackish was and good. It's still well written. Yeah. Ah, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross forever. 
And he went to therapy, which made me happy. Yeah. Those are things we need to talk about in like pop culture. One hundred yeah. percent. I've been trying yeah. to tell all my friends to be going to therapy. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Even though there have been like, you know, societal and cultural narratives that it's not what we do. It mm. means this. It means that. It's a sign of weakness. You should just go to church. All these things like, oh, men don't do that. Like, like no, we got to break all this shit it. down. We need to break those curses. Yeah. <laughs> those generational like curses. Like, nah, yeah. therapy is yeah. so important. But. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it comes to like legacy trauma and things uh, that are just held in our yes. bones and held in our bodies. That's, we don't realize ooh, we how much we stuff. hold yeah. and how much things get passed yeah. on to us. How much our, our mothers held, how much our grandparents held. And I mean, just everyone's family has a different legacy. And if you're in the United yeah. States, there's some really painful, painful histories here that like yeah, so people true. hold their in their hold it in their bodies. Mm. You know, their bodies are like a barometer of their truth to some That's extent. That's so, so real. Whew. Man, there's there's lots of to talk about. I know I was trying to do quick fire, but this was not quick. This was like slow fire. This was a slow burn. <laughs> slow burn. This was a slow burn. Okay, do you have anything else coming up that you want to talk to us about? Mm. I know you've got a radio show coming. The radio show's coming and it's called Be Designed. Um, a little bit after my own name, Boomy, but it's all Be Designed, and we're just talking about design and what we do. What is design, really? That's the conversation. Yeah. What is design? And just talking to everyone in the design field, and because everything is designed in a weird way. It's true. I think Everything about I design designed. wellness. Yeah. I think about I design wellness. Like that's and people are like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I'm like, that's I'm what des- I do. Yeah. You're creating I humanize it. wellness, but to do that is designing it. Yeah, way. you're creating something. And I think there for me, I'm really excited and passionate to be talking about to people from all different backgrounds and going back to that whole interdisciplinary thing. It's important. So yeah. So where can so where can we find out about that? Where can they find you? They're gonna find me. I'm gonna be here at Canal Street Radio, and it's gonna be premiere not not. This is the second week of April, and I will be putting it on SoundCloud and through Undo and with Listening Party. So all the places you get your favorite podcast. Exactly, and you can follow me on the gram too boomy fact benro but i'm gonna soon change it to something really cool you're gonna follow me on b design okay so they'll link so that cool. during the show yeah. and everything and you can find all that through on yeah. radio so i'm at cb quality if you guys want to follow me yes. come hang out talk about wellness a big thanks to canal street radio and listening party and uh this episode of Undo Radio is presented in partnership with Listening Party. Follow the crew on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market. <laughs>